Welcome to this week's edition of the North Springs Sessions. We're going to be interviewing Cole Chaney here briefly. Um, just waiting for Cole to get out of the gym, banging and clanging a little bit, he said. So, um, yeah, we're just excited to have him. Second year um, at the North Springs Music Festival coming up in two weeks this Saturday. So, um, you know, Cole uh, has been down here a couple times in Jackson County. This will be number three, I believe, so... Uh, excited to talk to him about uh, just his progression, about how people have found out about him over the years here, and uh, just his growth as an artist and some big shows he's got coming up. And uh said we'll get ready now to talk to Cole Chaney. All right, and we're welcome now, uh, joined by, uh, see, I told you I wasn't used to podcasting again. Still got a little rust on me, Cole. We are joined tonight by Cole Chaney. How are you, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? So you spent a little time at the gym while ago, huh? Uh, a little time. That's that's about right. Not too much. Well, it's just, you know, you'll you'll learn that it's, it's all natural right now. At your age, you get to be my age. You've uh, you can go and still not tell it if you don't do it right. <laughs> hey man, I might just stick to drinking the porch beers when I'm your age. I don't know. Well, that's I enjoy them. I enjoy them a lot more than I, I like working out. I know that. I. <laughs> but it takes a. Uh, like I said, I, I, about when I was your age, I was eating Jim Beam and chicken nuggets from Wendy's about 2 a.m. every night. So yeah. it's a little harder. That sounds like a well-balanced diet. Well, I had it figured out. I thought at 22, but uh turns out I didn't. I know shit, really. So, yeah. um, But, no, I'm glad to have you. I know uh, you, you uh, don't do a whole lot of these, so I'm honored to have you on. And, uh, yeah, man. Um, just saw you down the other night, the exit in. Um, so Americana Fest, you had a... Yeah, I've I've only been to a couple of those things, but anytime I can go to the Exit Inn, I, I definitely like to make an appearance. And you've, uh, I've been able to make a couple of your shows there. And just, uh, what do you think about the importance of the Exit Inn and the history of that place? Well, man, uh, I'm not gonna sit here and uh, knock on Nashville because I think that there's definitely a a yin side to my yang. You know, yeah. what I'm doing. I think that you know the other side of the music industry is totally necessary for what we're doing to be cool i mean what we're doing is cool anyway but you know it makes it more desirable and, and it drives a lot of people our way but i think that the exit in is one of those places that has uh, been singing the same tune for a long time and you know you just look at the the bands that they've had in that place over time and all the legendary uh, especially country artists that they've had you know it's kind of to me it's it's kind of hallowed ground and there's not a whole lot of places that I really feel that uh, special towards, but accidents definitely one of them. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I, to me, um, you know, when I saw you open for 49 Winchester there, your first, your, your, your debut there, I didn't really take it all in, not knowing they were going to close the doors right after that. So for them right. to open back up not long after that, um, I was pretty sad when it closed. But now they've, uh, it's been bought. Uh, my house phone never ever rings. I'm I'm old enough to have a house phone, a landline. Hey man, dude, I'm not far off from just you know getting rid of the old iPhone and going back to the landline, or you know maybe a Nokia would be a good move. Yeah, play you Snake, know, like, Snake when you're on tour there. Um, yeah, that's right. Or Motorola. It's just my father-in-law calling. He'll quit in just a minute. I'm not going to get up. And, uh, I, that was my first phone. Was the old mo. Uh, dude, whatever you do, don't edit that out. 
I'm, I will, I'm not editing anything because I don't know how to. That's good. Yeah. No, there you go, man. That's the candid stuff, you know, that folks are looking for these days. That's right. So, um, so yeah, I was glad they reopened. Glad to see there. I mean, Americana Fest is kind of a thing. That it can kind of be of a, a schmoozing, social, uh, you know, kind of networking deal, but. But, but at the root of it, though, it, it really does have the good intentions, you know, showcasing guys like like you. Um, it certainly does, man. I, you know, that's what you got to keep in mind is the intent of the whole thing. And, you know, no matter how schmoozy it gets, you know, the at the very core of it lies the very best of intent, I believe. Right. And we had a – it was a who's who down there that night. Um, Justin Wells, Logan Halstead, oh, has yeah. had some hitters there watching you, and uh, That's right, man. even an NBA player. Uh, I was, I was, yeah, my man. <laughs> man, what a cool guy! And you know, I'm a, I'm a 30 year NBA fan, but I, 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 honestly, I admit to not watching the league as much. But when you look at him, I was like, this guy's got to play ball somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he never gets that. You know, walking around the seven foot, nobody ever asks him. If he plays basketball or how the weather is up there or nothing like that. Well, I was glad he did because, you know, one of the funniest things I ever heard Justin Wells say, he said, the hardest thing is being my size and always being my size, being from Kentucky. And somebody's like, oh, you play ball? He's like, no, don't really don't really care about sports. What do you do? Yeah. Uh, oh, I play music. Oh, country music? Yeah, not really. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And uh, he says a lot of funny things, but that was uh, – yeah, I'll never forget I'll that. You, Justin, he's a he's one of my favorite dude. Um, he's been so good to me ever since. You know, he kind of he took me in there whenever I was up on the shows for him. I guess that's near two years ago now. And uh, getting to hear him talk about some things, you know, because I didn't, you know, know which way it was up at that point in time. I was kind of just going with it, and, and hearing him talk about some things and feelings that I had had that I wasn't sure that anybody else, you know, had experienced and, and hearing him kind of voice that, somebody that has been in the game for as long as he has was uh, really comforting, you know. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. No, he don't, and I honestly really appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I met him, he reminds me of that, I met him 10 years ago at the exit end, uh, honestly. Yeah, uh, Wow. It was at a Cody Canada show, which is even cooler, you know, considering Cody's headlining this festival. And he had been, uh, that fifth on the floor record that Shooter Jennings produced was, was streaming, and I'd yeah. been streaming it some, and he goes, oh, well, um, he's, I've got actually, I've got a physical copy on me. It's out in the out in the car. And uh, I said, well, yeah, go get it, and I'll buy it. And he goes, well, I'll sell it to you, or you can we can do a shot of Jack. So... <laughs> Suffice to say, we we had a shot of, uh, around the jack uh, for the Ashes to Angels record there. That uh, I love, still love that, that fifth on the floor record. Yeah, man, that's pretty killer. That's a good story, and you know, it sounds about right. Well, but, and, hey, man, you know, old, old uh, Justin Miles, he's a sober man these days. Yeah, yeah, he was he was drinking the hell out of the liquid death the other day, and it was uh, but you know, yeah, yeah. good for him. Um, yeah, and uh, he he always says if you can. If you can do it, you know there's nothing wrong with it. But some people can. I just, uh, I've seen him in both. Uh, I've seen, you know, I've, I've known him longer sober than I did while he was drinking. But um, yeah. I always said he, he should have bought. You know, I don't know if I should have bought the round of Jack because he gave me a busted ass CD. The, the case was cracked. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> See, he got you, man. He got me. CD was already scratched. But uh, yeah. uh, makes for a better story. Yeah, he got a shot out of it. Yeah, well, it does uh, make for a better story. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, now you're coming back down here, and of course, I like to claim we got you. You got you fairly early, and I was uh, a lot of people were telling me about you that I, you know, I hadn't heard you just yet. And I had a couple guys down here was like, man, you, get, you better book this Cole Cheney kid. He's he's going to be special, and so that 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 show down here at Roaring River Distillery always will be special to me, um, just because you were. I mean, Mercy had just. I don't think Mercy had been out uh, half a year yet, you know, at the time. Yeah, Mercy hadn't been out long at all when I was down there, man. And uh, that was, uh, you know, I didn't know what that was going to be like going into that show. And I remember distinctly uh, having the crowd kind of, you know, they they weren't real sure about me at first, and I could tell. And uh, at that point in time, I was still doing, uh, I mean, I still do cover songs, but I, I busted out. I, I'm pretty sure it was uh, either Kentucky Bluebird or I'm Over You, Keith Whitley, and I had them. They were <laughs> they were with me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and ever since then, man, they, those uh, those folks down there have been so good to me. And, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to coming back to Whitleyville and playing for them. Yeah, well, I know they're ready, and... It was I'm over you. I remember it being kind of yeah. you. You were trying to fill the crowd out, and and they were. I mean, these people are good. And you know, I went on stage before I introduced Jason Eady last year, and I and I said, you know, it's hard where we're at out here in the middle of nowhere, and you you have to imagine how much I have to hustle with musicians and tour managers and booking managers to be like, man, I promise, I know we're in the middle of nowhere, and I know we're just a blip on the map, but if you come here, the people are really good, and they're gonna buy your merch and they're gonna sing your songs. And they're loyal people, and I know, you know, I think me and you and Logan was talking about that the, day, uh, the other day, but you can relate to those kind of people. Um, right, man. I, I, I mean, those are, you know, those, those are my folks there. You know, that's, that's kind of what I come from. And, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm sure that you definitely do have to hustle to get a lot of folks to go out of their way um, just because, you know, you're right there pretty close to, I guess, you're, you're, are you closer to Knoxville than you are in Nashville? We're, we're pretty much smack dab. I, I think about an hour and a half from Nashville, two hours from Knoxville. So it's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, it's you, you kind of, you're, you're in a tough spot there, man. So for you to make that happen and, and bring the folks that you do down there is definitely a testament to your work ethic, no doubt. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Speaking of work ethic, and I, uh, I don't, I want to come back to Jackson County, but I, I, I'm afraid I'll miss it. But I don't want to miss the story because it's really cool to me. It is. Um, you saw me. Well, you didn't see me at Railbird doing it, but I know you saw me at the shed doing it. And I'm like some. It, it's like it was the 1990s. And I'm out here beating the streets, handing out flyers. That's right, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, dude, I think I think people appreciate that these days. Um, well, I hope so. I mean, it's it. You know, I. I know on social media I've killed this thing and, like, tried to – I'm wearing – like, I know people are tired of probably seeing it, but you have to promote it and, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not ever too proud to promote my event. But where I was getting at, at Railbird, I'm like, you know, um, I forget how many acts. You might have been the only one, um, I guess, on Railbird that, that was coming here to the festival. But anyway, I had, print, I had printed out those little four-by-six photos from Walgreens and was just yeah. you know, walking around handing them out because you're set at your set. I was like, hey, y'all here for Cole? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, man, hey. Uh, hate to bug you, but this is a festival three hours from here. It's on my farm. Like, here's the kicker, man. It's only 40 bucks for all these guys. $5 cooler fee. Uh, you know, you, I don't sell alcohol. You can bring it in for 5 bucks. That's always everybody's favorite selling point, you know. 
Oh, dude, yeah, the cooler, the cooler is the way to go. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the camping and all that stuff. So as as we're walking after your set, you'd been done maybe ten or fifteen minutes. There's an older gentleman comes through, a Cole Chaney T-shirt tucked into his shorts, Cole Chaney hat, and I said, "Hey, young man, you a Cole Chaney fan?" And he and he looks at me. He's like, "Yeah, he's all right." You know, and I yeah. and I said, uh, "Well, here's this flyer," and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that flyer. Uh, yeah, I'm coming to that show." And I said, I, I said, I feel like there's a story behind this. And he looked, he hunkered down. And he goes, I'm his granddaddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he claimed me, man. Well, I don't think he wanted to. <laughs> I don't, I'm blaming him. I wouldn't either. No. And you could tell he was proud, man. I tell you what, that was a hell of a performance that day. And I, you can talk to that just because I know, I know Lexington's not your, you know, it's where you live now. But, um, golly, man, that crowd was on fire. And, you know, I purposely, had not when Jesse and I were negotiating this show, I was trying to be a cheapskate and just bring you acoustic again. Mm-hmm. And Jesse was like, "I'm telling you, you want to see the band, you want to see the band, Dustin." Uh, so I purposely didn't. I'd seen you with Wolfpin Branch, like on online, not in. Uh, yeah. But I had not seen the new band, uh, so I purposely didn't watch it because I wanted to be right there on the rail, railbird, right. and check it out. And I was like, "Oh my god!" And I, I text Jesse like a day or two later, and I was like, "Thank you for." Not let me be a cheapskate, you know. Yeah, man. So, so talk about that. I've got several videos from that I've posted online and shared. But I mean, just you, you just, I, I feel like just watching you, you were, you were just really amped up for that performance. Oh man, yeah, dude. I mean, the the build up all week was. I mean, you can ask whenever the band gets down there, you can talk to them about this. But I mean, I kicked their asses for like two weeks. We were rehearsing because. Uh, I, you know, we'd had some complications and from uh, just finding people to jump on that show late notice and uh, got the band put together and knew who I was going to have and it's like, alright, now we got to put drums to drumless songs yeah. <laughs> and you got to put bass to uh, songs that this guy's never played before and so, I don't know, I don't remember how many rehearsals we had, probably three or four and I mean you know when people don't live in the same place that's a it's a long way to drive and you know I'm back in Boyd County now so okay. Lexington is a two hour drive for me so I was back and forth several times to get there and then, you know I was glad to do it but man uh, even rolling into it we were still really I mean we were pretty sure <laughs> but yeah. we weren't totally sure about it and we knew there was a lot of people that were going to be there to see us and uh, you know, all we could really do was just prepare the best we could, and it was out of our hands, you know. And then, so I just tried not to worry about it too much, man. You know, going, I was there for both days and, and getting to hang out, you know, kind of lowered my stress level a little bit. And uh, But, you know, like being back there and getting ready to go on, I was definitely uh, feeling the nerves and stuff. But I wasn't so much nervous as I was just anxious. I was just ready to get up there and do it because, uh, I don't know, I, not that I wanted to get it behind me. I just wanted to get up there and handle it, you know what I'm saying? Because it was this huge thing in front of me that, like, I'd been looking at for so long. And I was finally there, and I just wanted to, I just kind of wanted to get a hold of it, you know? Yeah, so I, I go ahead. We go up there and sound check, and, uh, 
I'm not trying to knock on anybody, but man, the stage sound was just terrible. And it was, it, it was, I mean, the local honeys, they had a terrible on stage and out front. Yeah. But thankfully, my friend Darren was running sound for us, and he was running sound for Town Mountain also, so we knew he'd be there, so we had him run sound for us as well. So we're up there checking, and I'm watching the time, you know, I'm going to watch, and I'm, we're like three minutes from set time, and our sound's not even close to being acceptable. And finally, uh, I just look over at the band, and I'm like, hey, guys, you know, we know it sounds good out front, so we're just going to have to roll with what we got, and which was uh, not a lot. Yeah, I remember that. I remember it taking – I remember the delay in y'all, in y'all sound checking and sound checking. I remember looking at my buddies and – yeah, that ain't that ain't supposed to be that way. <laughs> no, it was not right, and it wasn't right the whole time we played. But you know, there was just an energy, man. And like I'm looking out, and all these people are yelling when I walked out on stage, which is nuts. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think you ever get used to that. Uh, and I got, I'm like looking out at all these people that are, I'm seeing all these Cole Chaney hats and stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm like, there are so many people that have been to so many different shows in this one spot, and and. I was just really feeling the, the energy in that, at that point in time. And, uh, you know, we kicked off into it, and as soon as we started playing, I knew we had it. And mm-hmm. I was just really confident uh, in that very moment. And, uh, you know, we played quite possibly, I don't want to say the best, because you always want to leave room for um, air, but it's up there definitely, like, top three best shows that I've ever played and the band's ever played. No. Uh, we all felt really great about it when we came off and it was just a, it was a big moment, you know. I felt, I felt like there was a big shift in the universe right then when we played that set. Oh, for sure. And I, um, it had to be top top three. I mean, for just, I mean, I've not been to, like I said, just a couple of them now, but that one was special and that was special and for me it my you know like i said i'm not all about going to the big stage and bum rushing those people that were hanging out for hours and hours to see zach and tyler on their headlining sets honestly and i, I I'm, there's no I'm, I'm not lying just because I, it's you i'm interviewing it, it would be no different answer if i was interviewing zach bryan tonight i went to see tyler children or not tyler children uh, i did go to see tyler but uh cole chaney and charles wesley godwin that was the two and when I seen y'all were on the that stage that you were on, I was like, oh my god, this is this is the best because I'm gonna get up there early. I sat through some band that I had never heard of in day in my life just to get up close to your show. Now listen, it's not my kind of music, but those guys before you put on a hell of a show. Yeah, they did flip turn. Yeah, uh, flip turn. Killer. My my friends are really big flip turn fans. I can see so why, I'm man. Sure. They were actually really good. Yeah, I was nervous, man. I was nervous to play after them. You know, I was like, man, this is a uh, this is a big sound that we're going directly after, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, a lot of people were there for Flip Turn that left and were able, the rest of us that were there to see you was able to move forward. And I'm sure there was some people that took in both shows just because they were there. But um, you followed it. I mean, it, it was going to be a tough act to follow, but the people that were there for you was, was de- definitely a div- a de- probably a different demographic. Um, so yeah. I just remember that last line from Back to Kentucky. And I, when I was recording, I don't like to record everything, but when I know I'm especially got guys coming on my show, I do like to have some video for footage to use for yeah. promoting. And God dang, man, that just – I panned the crowd from the stage all the way back, and all you see was just sea of people singing back to Kentucky, back to you. And I'm just like, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude. Um, like I'm getting chills thinking about it right now. Like, you should have seen it from my perspective. <laughs> yeah. I had the best seat in the house, dude. It was front and center. Like that was so uh, surreal in that in that moment. It was kind of one of those like, is this happening? You know? Yeah. Uh, it was it was awesome. And I could and... go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm just going to talk about how how relaxed you did seem on Charles's set. And when he brought you back out there at the end of the end of his set to sing a uh, country roads, and it's just it was yeah. so funny because you've always been pretty reserved. Um, every time I've seen you, and you're up there clapping your hands and your hair, your hair had grown out and everything. I was like, man, Cole's having yeah. a damn time of his life up there. Yeah, I was having a blast, man. Yeah, I really want to. Charles is the man too. Charles is the man, and yeah. I um. This will be a story I'll tell till I'm 100. Addison Johnson says, dude, you got to get over the story and stop telling it. But And I may have told you this before, but um, the year before you came to the music festival, I was trying to book Ward Davis because um, he lived here in Jackson County. And I called True Grit trying to book Ward, and they're like, well, we got this one guy. Uh, he's got one album out. He's you know he's gaining a little steam. His second album's about to come out. His name's Charles Wesley Godwin, and we can get him for X amount of, you know, X amount of dollars plus a hotel room. I was like, ah, I don't know, man. Maybe next year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I worked side by side with a girl who loves Charles, and she'd been trying to tell me tell me about him forever. And I was just kind of slow to the game on him. And I, I kind of come out and I said, hey, uh, Charles Wesley Godwin, who so you try to put me on? She goes, yes. Why? And I told her. She goes, you're really going to screw up if you don't book him. And it was um, that'd been the spring of 21, the fall of 22. I went and seen Ward at the Ryman, and he and Charles opened, and my wife was like, "Oh, this guy's pretty good," and I was just disgusted. And she goes, "What's wrong with you?" And I said, "You remember the guy I said I could have had for X amount of dollars?" And she said, "Yes." I went, "That's him," <laughs> and he's burning the damn Ryman stage down right now. Yeah, dude. I mean, and selling multiple nights out at the Ryman. Yeah, and uh, I, crazy, who's the opener on that act? Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I know White Flores is up the other guy. Yeah. So talk about that, man. That was the next uh, transition. I told Charles that, by the way, at the shed that night when I saw you. I said, if you ever want a a redo and feel sorry for a a half-assed promoter in Tennessee. (laughs) And he said, man, you should have took that rate, brother. Yeah. Yeah, you should have, man. Absolutely. You're going to have to wear that one. Well, for every Cole Chaney I can claim that was at the Roaring River Distillery for Fifty people, and I see the I see the come up. I I hold just on the ugh, it's sickening, really. Yeah, it's sickening. But uh, so in a calendar year, I guess you're gonna we'll, we'll backtrack um, to something else. But the Ryman, I mean, that is that is as big as it gets. Uh, if you're from Tennessee, right. for me, it's personally the shed is one of my favorites. The exit in yeah. is historic. But man, the Ryman freaking auditorium. You ready for that? Yeah, man. I mean, it doesn't get any more prestigious, I don't think, in in you know the realm of folk and country music than the Ryman. And it's not really something that I thought that I would get the chance to uh, set foot. A place I thought I would get the chance to set foot in as soon as I'm getting to, you know, that's December seventh and eighth. So that's uh. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's a huge deal to me, and um, feeling similar nerves to Railbird that I 
show that we can. And, you know, we're first to three on both of those, so we got to come out swinging. And uh, we're going to do our best. And I, I feel 100% confident that the band and I absolutely should be there. You know, I don't think that we're there on any other account than that we deserve to be there. And absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, I, I definitely owe a lot to Charles for uh, even considering to have us because, you know, I've, I've had a lot of opportunities uh, granted to me just through being associated with that guy and what he's about. And so, you know, I, I definitely am incredibly grateful towards uh, Chuck and that whole camp. Well, and it's somebody had to do it for him, and it wasn't too long ago. Right, uh, right, man. I, you know, he, he seems to be hyper aware of that, and he seems to go out of his way to help me and other artists that otherwise might not get that opening slot in front of as many people. And I, I truly think it's just because he spent so long in the trenches, and, you know, not being, not getting the recognition that he absolutely deserved. I mean, y'all, he's been this good the whole time. You know, it's not like it's not like Charles just became this good. I mean, him and that band have been tied for a long time, and you know, the world is just now catching on. And, and and rightfully so, but he's been doing this for a while, and uh, I'm sure there was times where he felt like, you know, w w what am I doing here? Uh, what, what's the end game? And thankfully, he stuck it out. There's a lot of people that I think easily could have uh, done what Charles is doing that, you know, got to that point and have wavered a little bit. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that has wavered and has, you know, stuck to it. And I think he, you know, real recognizes real, man. And he has absolutely uh, helped me out a ton. And, and every show that we've done with him has been 10 out of 10. I can't stop listening to that new record. Man, I've listened to it about two times all the way through. And, and I, I really want to dedicate some more time to it. I want to put the AirPods in and, you know, give it some, give it a real listen. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'd heard All Again a bunch of times uh, live, just playing shows with him. Sure. But, man, once I once I hear a band live so many times, I find generally that I, that, that is the version I'll prefer to hear. And, yeah. And I, I'd like to just see him live and, and hear it that way. And Charles is definitely one of those bands where it's like his recorded music is great, but, man, it, the live show is nuts. Yeah. And I think that's what my thing was because I wasn't listening to the right songs. It was yeah. one of those deals where she, she, my friend, my coworker, told me about him, and I might click on a song. It might have been like it just didn't connect right off the right off the right off the uh, top there. And I like I'm so impatient sometimes when it comes to music. I'm like, okay, and just click through it and hit the next one of the songs. I do know I'm driving down the road or whatever. Right. So I think that's why I was so disgusted when I saw him at the Ryman, and he arguably has the best live show in the nation, <laughs> you know, and. Right. And now I'm just like, oh, I screwed up. Uh, so if, maybe if I'd ever saw him live first, but other than, but uh, no, it's it's it's. You had your shot, man. You know, it, it'd have been worse if I would have like called, or this is the worst case scenario. Like, and if I'd have called, interested in him, and the price was too high, and I couldn't have got it done, I, I could have lived with that. But the fact that they like right. they just, they just threw him out there, 
Like, right. maybe we can't get you Ward this time. We can get you Charles. I'm like, ah, you know, maybe not. Maybe next year. Right. What a dit. What a what a loser. <laughs> I just tell you. <laughs> what a loser. Hey, man. You know, all that matters is that you, that you uh, learn from that. I think so. Hey, man, I, I think so. I mean, dude, you're doing, you're doing more than more than most of people are, are doing to try to promote. So, you know, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Um, so, yeah, the Ryman will be special, and I can't wait to be there. I'm coming the Thursday night. I can't wait to be there. Um, the Grand Ole Opry, though, this is a show I did miss. Um, I don't know. Did it mean the same? Uh, I know you were there with a, a Mossy Oak, which you do a lot of uh, right. stuff for. But uh, I get, I'm sure equally, especially stepping in the circle of the Grand Ole Opry that night, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I haven't been to the Ryman as a performer yet, so I don't know how that's going to feel. But I'll never forget sound checking before, and I, I wasn't paying any attention. I was just trying to stay on schedule because, you know, they got a, a very rigid schedule, and there was a ton of people playing that day. Sure. So I was just trying to get in and out. And I go up there and sound check, and, you know, noticing that this is the best sound that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> like, this, the sound in that place is nuts. It sounds so good. Uh, and I felt a board creak under my foot, and I looked down, and I'm standing in the circle, and I was like, whoa, man, this this is weird. Mm-hmm. I bet. <laughs> and, and it, like, I wasn't nervous at all until that very moment, and it was like the nerves hit me like a ton of bricks. And uh, I was nervous through the entire show and I really don't remember much of it because it was so intense like you know the lights are on you you can barely see the people you know they're there um it was it was high octane is the way that I would describe that and we only did two songs but uh, it was just me and Ella on the fiddle and so that's a lot of pressure you know everybody else was out there with full bands for the most part uh I think there might have been some duo trio stuff that went down but for the most part, everybody had full bands, and there was certainly no uh, Americana or folk acts on that show other than us. So, you know, I felt like I was kind of carrying it on my shoulders a little bit there, and I knew that most of the folks there weren't going to know who I was. Right. And uh, we definitely won them over, man. They, uh, that, the pop after I played Coal Shooter was insane, and I, I was kind of having a Again, you know, kind of a surreal moment where I was like, man, they actually liked it. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I didn't think they would. I thought that, you know, they'd be like, oh, that's cool. All right. Well, that's a powerful song. What what, what other song did you do? Uh, Ill Will Creek. Of course. That one gets me every time. And that gets, I still I still crack up watching the videos on my phone of, of you performing here because people were so wild by the time your set was up there and they were so. <laughs> yeah, dude, they were having a blast. <laughs> yeah. I, one of my good buddies who loves you, he's like, I was right behind him and his wife. He's like, we here, baby. We're here. You know, and he was so <laughs> fired up to see you, I know, because he's been on you since day one, too, and uh, he's fired up again this year. So I hate that I missed that because I've seen a lot of cool, like all my favorites, I won't say all but Childers and Jinx and uh, Jason Eady, I've seen all their Opry debuts. So I, I really hate that I yeah. missed. Well, uh, I don't know that – I don't think that – I mean, of course I consider that my Grand Ole Opry debut, but I don't know that the Grand Ole Opry – Yeah, and, and I, the reason for that being uh, that it was through the National Wild Turkey Federation, and it was kind of a convention type thing. Sure. Even though it was like, I mean, pretty much a sold-out crowd, I believe. Uh, I couldn't tell that there was any empty seats when I was standing there. 
There's usually um, not many empty I'm, seats. Right, but I was also uh, closing my eyes so I didn't have to look at everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, man. I think cool. I think it was so random of a lineup that I was kind of like, man, I only did Cole on that, and, you know, just one of the, right. And so I think that's either that or I had something going on. Either way, um, still a cool moment for you, and I'm, I'm glad you got to talk about that. So people are playing more and more. I've got to work this in because, uh, and I'll try to wrap it up, but uh, a lot of people play the Ryman these days. A lot of play, people play the Opry. One person, one group that uh, I was thinking, man, anybody can play the Ryman now. Wu-Tang Clan played the Ryman. And – Somebody, somebody I know just ran into the old Wu-Tang Clan Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now you want to talk about, uh, I don't even know if surreal is the word that I'm looking for. Uh, somehow, myself, Logan Halstead, my band, Jesse was with us, and some uh, Space Journal management folks ended up in this uh, hotel basement at a legit Wu-Tang Clan after party. <laughs> and the whole time I was there, I was just thinking, like, how much more some of my friends would appreciate this more than yeah. I am right now. Sure. <laughs> because I don't know any Wu-Tang. I mean, obviously I've heard of Wu-Tang Clan, but sure. I don't know any of their songs because I just, that, that was not really ever the type of music I listened to that much. Maybe... Maybe it's just a little bit before my time. I don't know. You know, I was, I'm more into like Pac and Biggie and Fifty Cent, Same. Uh, and NWA too. Um, but I never really got into Wu Tang that much. But I'm like in this after party, and of course I'm gonna go. Of course we're gonna go. <laughs> right. Uh, just to say we went, and like by God, there's Ghostface Killer sitting there. <laughs> 15 feet from me, uh, I was like, man, that's cool, <laughs> and that was kind of, my, my only thoughts about the situation was, that was just cool, and, uh, you know, I'm looking at, like, there's Logan, the long-haired redneck, and uh, my, my mandolin player, Don Rogers, is hanging out, anybody that knows Don knows how hilarious it is that he was at a Wu-Tang Clan party, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was interesting, and, and I, I'm grateful that I got to be there and experience that. What a time to be alive. Right. I, I, I don't mean, I didn't have that on my bingo card any time that you'd be hanging out with me. Me either, dude. Me either. That's why it was such a Twilight Zone moment. Like, what is going on right That's now? Nashville if I've ever heard it, though, really, you know? Absolutely, dude. That's how I felt all week long <laughs> when I was there. Yeah, I don't think it's a generational thing, though, because, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, obviously quite a bit older than you, and Wu-Tang would have been right in my wheelhouse. But right. I didn't listen to um, a lot of that New York rap. I didn't listen to you know down here in Tennessee. We, I don't know. Uh, I was a Tupac. I'm a Tupac. Like um, I remember my my brother-in-law giving me the Chronic Dr. Dre album when I was like yeah. n- nine years old, and I didn't even know what some of the terminology meant. My dad was always like, "Dustin, stop singing that shit." <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. Right. You know, I was so gangsta up here, a chubby. A chubby twelve-year-old just sitting here. Uh, yeah. if, if I have nuts on my chest, would there be chestnuts? <laughs> you know. You, bro, you are a gangster. Don't even, don't even oh, I'm OG you for sure. OG. Yeah, I was. Right. You know, these kids that get you on these D's nuts jokes. I was doing. I was doing the original <laughs> D's nuts. You know, in '95. You know, so. Yeah. Don't don't uh, don't question my street cred for sure. All right, man. <laughs> All right.
No, I know you recognize. I'm just saying if the people are out there listening, don't ever do it. Um, don't do it. No, no. Uh, you got big shows, though, coming up. I'm, I'm just honored that I'm – we talked about the rhyming, and you got the Burl, which is always special to you, I'm sure. And then I'm in the middle, but you got the big hometown show, and your mom – your mom knocks it out of the park all the time with this oh, artwork. Um, yeah, she's something else. I can't. Uh, yeah, we're getting ready to play the Paramount uh, Friday, which is, you know, the, one of the biggest theaters in Eastern Kentucky. And it's definitely the biggest theater around here. And the nicest. I mean, it's a super nice place, and the sound is great. And uh, yeah, my mother did the poster for that. But, man, I can't wait for folks to see the Burl poster either that's that one she's working on right now and it's almost finished and it is something else it's really good last year she I, you know I don't remember how I even ended up with her getting to do the poster but I was just texting with her on Facebook there some and she sent me the artwork back I was in the bar in Cookville one day and she sent it to me I, didn't, I never even give her a description I said just you know Here's who's playing, and I loved it. I, I didn't have to make her change anything. It was it was yeah. great. She's so talented. She's definitely unique in the aspect of she's you know you give her you give her the rundown and she'll make whatever it is that you're looking for. But you know she's not gonna be somebody's Huckleberry and edit every little thing. That's kind of more like my stepdad's thing. Cause he's been a graphic designer his whole life. Mom is more of a fine artist, and and uh, you know you either like it or you don't. She don't get her feelings hurt if you don't like it. And, you know, it's just a, another piece of art that she might decide to sell that is separate from uh, whatever festival or yeah. artist was trying to get her to do it. But, uh, I, you know, I really respect that because there's a lot of people that will cater to every need and all that. But, wow. you know, I think if she likes it, then it's probably good. I think that was my scariest thing with her and both this year with a poster because I don't want to be that diva that keeps making changes. So luckily I've knocked it out of the park two out of two because she said she couldn't do it as much. Said she went back to work and she didn't really have the time to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's kind of she's taking a little bit of a step back, but no, yeah, I, I still get that. I still get that exclusive. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I would think so. I I told her I was like, I see where I'm at on the priority list here. I just you just you're not. North Springs ain't good enough when your son's not on the bill. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no, well, you are on the bill. So, um, but uh, Jimbo Valentine done that one. I think you've seen the bar. You know, you've shared yeah, the posters. Yeah, not, not a bad fallback plan when your mom got busy there. So, no, not at all. And you know, it's it's cool seeing uh, people like Jimbo interact with my mother on <laughs> social media. <laughs> yeah, because you know these are people that she's talked to me about for so long. And she looks up to and really enjoys their art like Tony Moore of course the dude that uh, did all the Country Squire artwork for Tyler yeah um, and, and that dude followed her on Instagram the other day and you thought that you know I'm not going to say the second coming because she is a very devout woman but you know close to <laughs> yeah uh, that's funny and that was pretty cool to, to see that and, you know I, I get that because getting to interact with my heroes is definitely Have you had that moment yet or like, not to sound like a fanboy of yourself, but like, who has followed you on Instagram or, or something where you'd be like, it was a big moment? Because I was in the bar one night that day with Ward Davis when James Taylor, the pop singer, uh, started yeah, yeah, following him. And Ward was so taken aback that James Taylor followed him. He had to FaceTime Cody Jinks from the bar in Gainesboro. 
man, there's been a lot of those moments for me, but, you know, one of the coolest things is getting to kind of have uh, a personal relationship with uh, Nick Jamerson is, was always and still is a huge inspiration of mine and a big hero to me because he came from Prestonsburg, which is right down the road from where I'm from, and he was doing something totally different than everybody else was doing with Sunday Best, and I, you know, I remember going to those shows back in the day, and how wild those shows were, and how fun they were, and, you know, I, we were texting back and forth the other day, and he was, you know, uh, expressing his gratitude to me for how many times I plugged him, and I was like, well, dude, you gotta understand, if it hadn't been for you, I wouldn't probably be, even be doing this, so, you know, we'll, we'll just call it even. How's that? He's like, yeah, that works for me, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, stuff like that uh, is, is really cool. And you, you also figure out that there are people, too, you know, just sure. like you are. And, you know, it's hard to level with, with uh, people that, that do what Nick and I do. So it's really nice to be able to talk to somebody that's kind of been there and done it and has been in the game for a long time and can give me quality advice or, you know, just kind of lend an ear whenever I need it. And he, he's definitely been that uh, resource for me for a while. So that's one of the best. But I'll tell you another thing. I don't know about all that, but I'm still pretty pissed off that Chase Elliott follows Logan Halstead on Instagram and not me. <laughs> Hey, it's easy to get in your feelings about something like that. What's Logan done it to deserve is, that? And I was like, bro, I can tell you how I can tell you to the decimal point how many laps that guy's led this year. <laughs> <laughs> Logan didn't even know he was following him. I had to text him. I was like, bro, you know Chase Elliott follows you on Instagram, and he's like, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, had go, he had to go one. I'm that, like, dude, I hate you so much. Me and, me and Wells had this same conversation because, again, I've known him for 10 years, and I feel like, you know, we'll call each other, we'll text. Like, you know, he's played here multiple times, and I didn't realize it. And I said, how come? I said, I can host some musicians one time, and they follow me on social media. I said, Justin, I said, we've been knowing each other since 2012. And I just realized you didn't follow me on, on anything. Uh, maybe on Twitter, but not on Instagram. And he's like, oh, brother, don't go down that Pandora's box now, you know. And I was like, no, I'm a little pissed off. I said, you know, I said I promoted you endlessly. And I said, I can't get a follow on Instagram. I said, I've met Tennessee Titans players one time, and I'll, like, I'll forget about it. I'll randomly put a tweet up, and, like, Albert Hainsworth or Bernard Pollard or uh, uh, Blaine Bishop will like it. And I'm like, I don't even know if they'd really know who I am, technically. I guess they do. Keith Bullock does, you know. But – how in the hell does Justin Wells or that Cheney kid? That Cheney kid don't follow me. I'm about pissed off about that. I'm mean, upset well, about it. My excuse is that I ain't on there a whole lot, and I don't really keep track of it. Yeah, unless it's Chase Elliott. Unless it's Chase Elliott, <laughs> dude. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to tell you about that, Dustin. You want me to put you on that same pedestal as that guy? I mean, how, let me ask you a question. How many championships you won? None. Well, he's, he's had one. So. so you go out there and you win – win the cup championship and you know what i'll follow you back on instagram well let's stop let's stop acting well you i'm gonna need you to win a grammy i'm gonna unfollow you now when you win a grammy i'm gonna follow you back i can tell you right now i can tell you right now the grammys ain't gonna have nothing to do with 
yeah. I guess I, I'll stay. I guess I'll keep you on there then. Um, what songs is it that like? Is there is there a certain song that never gets? I mean, I, I shouldn't say never gets old because you only really been doing this, you know, two or three years now. But like, what what I, what song means the most when you're singing it up there? Does it matter? Does it depend on the night, the feel, what you're what you're feeling that night, or what? Um, man, <sighs> that's kind of a hard question, and I think it does depend where I'm at. For me, the show has a lot to do with the crowd and the energy that I'm getting back mm-hmm. from them. You know? And a lot of times, whatever whatever they're feeling the most is, uh, and you know, you never mean to try harder on certain songs than you do on other songs. But like at this point, man, it's muscle memory for me. Sure, I play these songs all the time. You know, like I can do it in my sleep. But whenever I can tell that they're really into it, that's when I really kind of. That's when I'm really. Uh, stepping into it and I know that that might be you know considered poor showmanship or whatever but I think everybody does that and even if they don't want to admit it um, but and, and I think that in that it kind of makes me think about the song more and, and you know what the song means or when I see somebody like visibly connecting with a song you know I'll start thinking about you know what have they gone through in their life that's making them connect with this song you know kind of leaves me to my imagination which you know tends to run wild at times so um i guess on any given night it could be different you know it makes sense makes sense um well to wrap it up i know like i said i know i'm excited to see the band down here it means it's an honor for me um again i didn't think that we would get this done this year after after a couple other things you know cody and the roses and um and Hannah, everybody got confirmed, and I want to I want to publicly thank your manager Jesse Schuster. He's a he's a hell of a dude. Uh, I really love talking talking to him and, and working these things out. He's a he's really good to work with. Um, so yeah, I mean Jesse's a big part of this, and I, I want to thank him for 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 making this work. Because again, I didn't I, I weren't sure that we were going to be able to pull it off. And uh, the day tickets went on sale, May twenty first. I told him, I said, this many tickets sold day one. I said, we're going to mess around. We're going to put coal on this thing or not. And he said, F it, lock it in. (laughs) And uh, so thank you to Jesse. He's the man. Uh, I I can't really imagine working with anybody else because we work together for, you know, I mean, I, I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's not that long. But when you think about how long I've been doing this, which is not that long, I've been with Jesse for, uh, you know, a good portion of that time. Sure. And, uh, we we got so comfortable with each other. And, uh, he's everything you really want in the manager. And, you know, he used to be my booking agent. And uh, I think that working as a booking agent for so long has uh, benefited him greatly because he, he's got that he's got that dog in him. You know what I'm saying? For like sure. he wants to go get it. He's a he's a go getter absolutely. A lot of times I feel like I'm holding him back because, you know, this year we've really pumped the brakes big time. I mean, we don't, we haven't done hardly anything uh, tour-wise this year just because, man, I had to take a little bit of a break. It's been nonstop for the past three years. Yeah. Uh, but I know that uh, as soon as I wanted to, you know, Jesse would be pedal to the floor and let's go. And, you know, these days his, his roles have switched up. Uh, he's 
a manager now, and he's with Space Control Management, who, who I'm with, through Jesse, and uh, that relationship is great, and Space Colonel has been absolutely great to us, and uh, Wasserman has taken over booking for us, which is awesome, too, you know, that's, that's a, in my opinion, that's, that's where I, that's where I've seen myself going for a long time, and I'm glad to be working with those dudes, it's, you know, it's cool seeing all the pieces kind of come together. Yeah, I imagine. Um, is there anything? What are What are you? Is there a particular act? Anything you are looking forward to for North Springs this year when you come down? Man, I'm just looking forward to those rowdy ass bands. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm sure the, the feeling is mutual for sure because you're going on pretty later in the evening and uh, that five dollar cooler fee kicks in by the time you're taking the stage. By the time you're taking the stage. Right, just just keep them upright until then, and I'll take care of them. I hope they stay upright. As long as they, I always tell them, I say, drink all you want, but as long as you know how you act in public, you gotta act, you gotta know, make sure you know how to act. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, man. Listen, I kept you longer than I meant to. I know you don't like doing these things or don't do them a lot, I'm so uh, good, I sure do appreciate your time, and uh, I'll see you in about two weeks, man. Yes, sir. We'll see you in about two weeks. All right, appreciate. It. See you, man.